Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Hey, friend, welcome to another episode of The Business of Thinking Big. As always, I'm your host and business coach, Leanne Kim, and I'm super grateful you're joining me today. Before we dive in today, I want to give a listener shout out. This one goes out to Solange B, who said, fresh, candid, real, and inspiring. Aside from her obvious sales and coaching expertise, Leanne brings a genuine and authentic voice to her listeners. Well, Solange, thank you so much. I so appreciate your kind words. Thanks for listening. Now, I was inspired to do an episode called Love What You Do because, as you know, I am always watching what's going on with women and how we are building our businesses. And I feel like 2020 has been a tough year for a lot of us. But I also feel that in some cases, it's been tougher than it needs to be. And I really see a lot of us building businesses that do not light us up, which is the exact opposite of why you got into this in the first place, I'm sure. I know that you started your business because you wanted to do something that you loved, that was meaningful, that was both personally fulfilling and made an impact on others. And yet so often I see that we end up in this messy, stressful, heavy place of running a business, or should I say the business is running us and it's running us into the ground. So I was thinking about this a lot lately. And the other day I was watching the Raptors game. Now, for those of you who don't follow basketball, or sports, let me fill you in. It has not been a normal season, obviously, due to COVID-19. So all of the remaining NBA teams went down to Florida, and they have been playing in what they're calling the bubble. And they've basically been doing a closed tournament, which is super interesting. Uh, I love basketball, and I am a huge Raptors fan. So of course, I was waiting for this, and we have been tuning in since day one. And the other day, they were playing a game and they were just having the best time. Now, you have to remember, these players have been away from their families for like over a month now. They've been playing in this closed bubble. They've been living in a hotel. They're not allowed to leave or basically have any fun whatsoever. So all they do is train work out and play basketball. That is it. And the only people they see are their coaches and their teammates. So I was watching the Raptors game and I was watching it as it was getting closer to the end. They were just having such a good time. Now they were winning, but they were cheering each other on and the teammates had actually got up off the bench and they were on the court and they were laughing and high-fiving each other. And again, these guys have been in isolation for a month and all they have done is work. But in that moment, I looked at them and I was so inspired because it was so obvious to me that they just loved the game. 
And that is what I want for you too. I want you to love your game. I want you to find immense joy and happiness and fulfillment, whether or not you're reaching all the goals, whether or not you feel like you're crushing it. I still want this to feel joyful to you. So as I was watching this Raptors game, I literally felt like I was watching a bunch of teenage boys or like school age boys who were just hanging out and playing ball with their friends and having a blast. And the result was they went on went on to win that game and they're now in the playoffs at the time of recording this. So I just think that we could all be taking a page out of the Raptors book right now. We could all be building things that are more joyful. We could be loving our jobs a hell of a lot more in many cases. So I was inspired to record an episode to inspire you to do exactly that. And to kick it off, I want to ask you this very important question, okay? I want you to sit there and I want you to close your eyes for a sec and I want you to ask yourself, is my business bringing me joy? Just think about that for one sec. Is my business making me feel joyful? If the answer is yes, I want to give you a huge high five right here. That is amazing. I'm so proud of you. I'd like to think that maybe this podcast has played some part in that. Now, however, I know for the vast majority, your answer might be no or not all the time or not as much as I would like. And that's okay. I want to let you know that I work with a lot of incredible women doing amazing things. And if they were happy and fulfilled in their business all the time, they probably wouldn't need me. I'd probably be out of a job. So it's totally normal to hit roadblocks and bumps in the road where you feel like you're not entirely in flow and you feel like things aren't moving as seamlessly as they could, right? Where those feelings of frustration or stress, or anxiety come up about what you're building. So I I thought what we could talk about is sort of four key areas why most people do not love the businesses they're building, and then what we can do about that. So the first reason I think most people don't love their business enough is that they're not doing what they love which sounds crazy, I know, because why would you build a business around doing stuff you don't like? But it's true. As you continue to grow and expand and your business grows, oftentimes you end up doing a lot of stuff that you hate and you start doing less of what you love. You do less of what you actually got into this in the first place to do. And so if you're feeling that that's you, I want to invite you to think about how you might change that. How could you start to do more of what you love and what you're great at? More of the stuff that really makes a difference for your clients. And how can you start doing less of the stuff that you hate? In many cases, this is going to force you to make some difficult decisions and possibly to do some outsourcing or team building if you're doing a lot of stuff that needs to be done, but you don't love it and it doesn't need to be done by you. So that's reason number one why so many people are not building businesses that they love is they're not doing enough of what they love. Reason number two is they're not serving who they are really meant to serve, aka 
they're getting business, they're getting clients coming knocking on their door, and they're saying yes to anyone and everyone who wants to hire them or wants to use their services. Unfortunately, we all know that this is not the right way to go about building a client base. We want to actually flip that on its head. And I want to invite you to think about if I could do anything and serve anyone, who would I be serving? Who would just light me up to no end to get to spend my time with and to be able to serve them joyfully? Who is that person? Essentially, we're talking about your dream client here, and I've done quite a few episodes on dream client work, so we will link to those in the show notes if you're struggling with this. If you're thinking, oh dear God, I do not have what Leanne is calling dream clients, then I would say you need to spend some time doing this work. And it starts with that question, who do I want to be serving that would just bring me so much joy and fulfillment to get to serve? Oftentimes, we are taking a less amazing version of our dream client. We're accepting a lot less than what we should be. And we're accepting a lot of client behaviors that really are not up to our standards, but we're doing it out of fear. We're doing it because we feel like we have to. And if we don't make every single client happy, if we don't bend over backwards for everyone, then what happens next? What happens if people stop hiring me? Will that mean they'll tell their friends? Will my business crumble to the ground? I better just do everything they ask. But unfortunately, a dream client doesn't behave that way. A dream client truly values who you are and what you do. They value how you lead in your business and they do the kinds of things that dream clients do. They pay full price willingly and on time. They do not try to haggle or negotiate or make you bend to their will because they know that you're the boss and you're in charge of this business. So if you're not loving your business, there might be a possibility that's because you're not serving who you want to serve and who you deserve to serve. So spend some time really thinking about this and getting clear on who you are meant to serve in your business so that you can do your very best work. Now, reason number three that your business might not be bringing you joy is you are not paying yourself what you deserve. Now, I see this a lot with early stage business owners when we don't have the confidence to be charging what we're worth. So we charge a minimal amount because we just want to get the yes. (laughs) We are scared to charge what we're worth because what if they don't buy? And in essence, we are telling our clients and potential clients that we're not worth very much. And so because of that, We don't generate enough revenue. And of course, we have those startup expenses that we need to pay. And at the end of the day, we're not actually able to pay ourselves a decent salary because we are not building our business in that way. And so what we end up doing is we end up kind of scrambling and doing what I call the entrepreneurial doggy paddle. We're just constantly trying to keep our head above water and yet 
we never know how much we're paying ourselves. It feels like we're just not paying ourselves at all. And we stay in this beginner mode. So if your business is not bringing you joy, is it because you're not paying yourself what you are worth? Is it because there's just simply not enough revenue for this business to feel fulfilling and to be able to reward you in the way that you deserve for all your hard work? And if that is you, I just want you to own that because the good news is you can change that like any of these things I'm talking about today. You can decide to charge more. You can decide to pay yourself what you are absolutely worth and start owning your value. And when you do that, what you'll find is you automatically solve reason number two or issue number two here. You automatically start attracting a higher caliber of client who really values what you do. They're not looking for a bargain or the cheapest way to fill in the blank with what you do. They're looking for high quality service. They're looking for someone who is a true expert in their field. And so paying yourself appropriately is a big part of feeling joyful and abundant in your business. And last but not least, reason number four, why I think most people are not feeling joyful in their business is they're not leading in the way they should be leading. Basically, they're not being a leader in their business. And I see this in a couple of ways. I see this in they're not stepping up to lead their team so they can take their business to the next level. But I also see this in they're not stepping up to lead their community in the way that they can, in the very best possible way that they know how to do. And by community, I'm talking about your greater audience, your students, your customers, anyone who's paid you to be in your world. Oftentimes, I'd see people just not stepping into that role of, I'm going to call it thought leader as well. So really taking ownership of yourself as a thought leader. So what I see a lot of is women playing small in their business. They're holding tight to every penny. And they refuse to hire someone to help them out so they can focus on the things that only they can do. And therefore, they're keeping themselves small. They think they're saving money, but what they're actually doing is limiting their own success by not bringing in a team, by not stepping up to the role of team leader. And often, once they do have a team, they're not leading that team. They're delegating, quote unquote, they're handing off tasks, but they're not being a true leader in the truest sense of the word. And then when it comes to the outer version of who you are, that thought leader, again, I see women playing small. You are not confident in what you bring to the table. And so you're not sharing your own views widely. I'll see women who want to start a video series or a podcast, and then they'll stop themselves cold in their tracks and say, but who would want to listen to me? Yeah, but there's already so many people who are talking about this stuff. Why would anyone care my version of it? Or maybe <laughs> the next level of this is they have that video series or they have that podcast, but they're hiding behind guest experts. I see this one a lot with you podcasters. 
oh, no, 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 people don't want to hear what I have to say. I'm just going to bring on a whole bunch of guests who have interesting things to say, but I'm not going to share my own point of view. And that, again, holds you back from growth. People don't see you as the leader. They see your guests as the shining light, and you're kind of hiding in the wings. But I want you to think about how great would it feel if I stepped up to this role of thought leader and I took ownership over my expertise and shared that widely and proudly with the people I know who need it. How would that impact your business? I can tell you what would probably start to happen is you'd be doing more of what you love, you'd be serving more of who you want to serve, and you would be paying yourself what you are worth. In short, a lot of the reasons why we're not enjoying the business we're building is we're not acting like a leader. We're not acting like the CEO of our own business. In fact, in many cases, I see women treating themselves like their own worst employee. They're not focusing on what they love. They're not paying themselves appropriately. They're not giving themselves time off. In fact, many of them are chained to their desk, running, running, running on that hamster wheel day in and day out. I mean, who would want to work for a boss like that who forces, <laughs> who forces you to have that kind of a job? And yet you're doing it to yourselves. You are treating yourself like your own worst employee. And what I want to encourage you to do is think like that dream CEO. If I were a CEO of a six or a seven-figure business, how would I act? What would I be spending my time doing? And how would that feel? I guarantee if you start to ask yourself these questions, you're going to start to show up in a very different way in your business. And the end result is joy. You will start to love what you do so much more. You will start to absolutely fall in love with your clients because they're finally going to be your dream clients. You'll start to feel like it's all worth it because you'll be seeing those paychecks rolling in. You'll be paying yourself appropriately and you'll be able to spend that revenue in joyful ways. I know a lot of the women that I coach really love to take their earnings and spend them on things like getaways with their family or spa days with their girlfriends. I know I certainly love to. So it's not all about just making money for money's sake. It's about the life that you're creating. And if you're doing this right, because again, this is your business and nobody else's. This is your choice. And so if you're designing a business in a joyful way, you're going to experience a much more joyful life. You're going to find that this has a trickle-down effect into every aspect of your life. You're probably going to start to feel more energy because your days are feeling more productive. You're probably going to start to experience closer, more impactful relationships with the people that you love because you no longer are miserable for 40 hours of the week. You're probably going to find that you have more time to do the things you love, to spend time with your friends and family, and to take care of yourself. I know a lot of you have told me that you're not making time for self-care. And why is that? Why? Because you're building a business that you are becoming a slave to. 
And it's not okay. It doesn't have to be this way. So I want you to think about my sweet, dear Toronto Raptors. I want you to imagine what would it be like if I was just having fun in my business day in and day out, okay? Think about that with me now. If I was just having a grand old time and this felt more like a game than a job, how would I be spending my time? And who would I be spending my time with? What would revenue in my business look like? What would be some of the freedom that I was able to create as a result of experiencing this more joyful business? I want you to take time to really think about these questions and really think about what is possible for you. Because if you're stuck in a business that you hate, that you feel is running you, and you're spending 40, 50, 60 hours a week chained to your computer, absolutely miserable, then it's time to do something about that. It's time to take matters into your own hands and be intentional about creating a much more joyful and fulfilling business. I know many of you listening to this right now are not anywhere close to the end of your business journey. In fact, many of you are a few years in and you're going to be in this for a a long time. If you do this right and you love it, you're going to be in this possibly for decades more. So I want to invite you to be intentional about this and think about how you want to be spending the next 5, 10, maybe 20 years of your life. It doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be heavy. Your business can absolutely feel joyful and fulfilling and make a meaningful impact on the world, but you have to first decide that it will. Now, if you have loved this topic, then I want to make sure you're going to come to MamaCon on Friday, October 23rd, because I'll be jamming more on this exact topic of building a joyful business. And I'm inviting in some incredible people to be speaking at that event as well. And actually, over the next few weeks on this podcast, you're going to get to meet some of them. We have Tasha Cochran, who is an amazing money expert, and she's going to be talking about breaking down your barriers to creating wealth. We have Janet Castillo, who is a dance teacher and choreographer, who is going to talk about owning your confidence. And I just loved my interview with her. You're going to love it. And also we have the incredible Amy Porterfield coming up in just a few weeks. So you're definitely going to want to tune in over the next few weeks. And if you haven't purchased your MamaCon ticket yet, go ahead and do so ASAP. Head on over to mamasandco.com slash MamaCon. That's mamasandco.com slash mamacon. And all the info about what an incredible day we've put together for you, it's all there along with purchasing your ticket. And I will say that the VIP ticket option is limited to 100 participants only. So if you want to be in on that VIP action, you got to head on over there ASAP. I want to say a huge thank you for joining me today. I hope this has inspired you to really think about what you're building and to get intentional about building a more joyful business. See you soon. 
Hey, are you ready to have an incredible day with me and some of my awesome mamapreneur friends? If so, I invite you to join me at MamaCon, our annual conference for mama entrepreneurs. This year's theme is bringing joy back to your business. And I am so thrilled to be joined on the virtual stage with some of the most incredible female entrepreneur speakers of all time. I'm really excited that this year, Amy Porterfield will be joining us alongside Tasha Cochran, Janet Castillo, and myself, and so many other amazing mamapreneurs. It's going to be a phenomenal day. It's on Friday, October 23rd, and it's virtual. So no matter where you are in the world, you can join us. To find out all the details and purchase your ticket, head on over to mamasandco.com slash mamacon. That's mamasandco.com slash mamacon. And we can't wait to see you there.